Clayton. John Clayton. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, text him in right now, 421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. What's the big news today? What's a, You know, we, we, had a, we had a chance in the... Uh, earlier in the hour to speak with Michael Giannitti of Spotrack.com. Really, really interesting stuff. I mean, the salary cap is impossible to mm-hmm. figure out. And just talking about how teams could, you know, manipulate it in a way that doesn't make sense to anybody but people inside the building and looking at the Saints and and being $70 million <laughs> over the cap and what are they going to do? And he, he, he basically said, listen, I – I, I made uh, I restructured eight deals, you know, in his mock thing. He, I mm-hmm. restructured eight. I cut this many players, and I still couldn't get them to a point where they could afford somebody like Russell Wilson because that's oh. one that's one of those landing spots that oh. people have talked about. But it's just it's interesting to see how you can maneuver. You can where where it looks financially unfeasible for something to happen. Teams like the Rams, teams like the Chiefs, teams like that are able to make some big moves out there. Yeah, I mean, you go back to even last year, the Saints were $108 million over the cap, not just 70. And by the time they started the regular season, they were down nine starters from the previous year. And so, uh, you know, $70 million, you know, they've got to you know, do some things. You know, obviously, they can't pay a quarterback. I mean, they didn't pay Jameis Winston. I'm still stunned they gave $10 million a year to Taysom Hill because that seems to be a waste. Uh, you know, I got a four-year, $40 million contract. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we got the first move by the uh, Green Bay Packers. You know, Kenny Clark, the defensive tackle, he restructured his contract, saved them $11 million, So they go from 51 million to 40 million so they're starting to make their moves and uh, we're waiting to find out i guess the big news what about aaron Rodgers? is he staying or going and right now i still think he's staying well and you know there was somebody assuming that that was made for to to sign Devonte adams what does Devonte adams get do you think uh, uh, as far as a well i guess a franchise tag and that's about 17 mil yeah well, and they're doing that, and yeah. so you would think, and also based on what Aaron Rodgers was, how he was speaking about LaFleur, it doesn't sound like there's any hatred there at all. No. So those two things, I, I feel like we're going to have way less Aaron Rodgers drama this offseason. Yeah, and of course, I mean, once they get something done with Adams, uh, if they give him the franchise tag and then uh, continue to talk about getting a contract extension that's going to pay Aaron Rodgers big, that deal gets done. But you know, as Aaron even is saying on uh, Barstool this week, you know, something's going to happen here pretty fast. So something, you know, a decision will have to come up sometime next week, you know, during the combine, you know, whether he's going to stay, go, or whatever, and what happens to Devontae Adams. So we're getting closer in that regard. I was also reading that, you know, there seems to be an assumption that, that Rodgers and the team had some sort of, you know, non-written agreement, sort of a handshake deal, if you will, that if he wanted out after the season that they would trade him. And, and Gutenkus came out and said, that is not something I told him. There, there is no agreement that we would mm-hmm. trade him. So, you know, it, it, the way this is being, per, you know, I guess the perception is Rodgers is going to dictate where he goes when. And sounds like the team's going, yeah, we didn't agree to that. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, I mean, you know, they control his rights. There's a no-trade clause in the contract. Uh, they brought back Tom Clemens, who's one of his favorite coaches. He's a quarterback coach. So that that's a positive thing. It's just a matter of Adams and the money. And if the Adams and the money all work out, then he's going to stay. 
John, we have a fabulous game show going on this show right now. It's Name That Free Agent. <laughs> yeah. And we've got the you know background music and all that kind of good stuff. And then Lefko gives us subtle clues as they go yeah. along. This one ended with the guy who does the river dance, <laughs> Alex Collins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think about him? I mean, you know, I was last year as I watched him, I was like, man, what's not to like? I, he did pretty much everything that you asked of him. I don't. I think he has a ceiling as far as his talent. Right. But you know, he seems like a guy, not like Carlos Hyde necessarily, but a guy that you. You know, would you bring him back? How, how much money do you think he's going to command on the open market? How good is Alex Collins? About a million or t- one million or two million on a one-year deal, something like that. Although I'll tell you the one thing: I was talking to a team today, general manager, uh, who's heading out to the combine next week, and he said this is a great year to draft a running back. In fact, I said, "What's the strongest position to draft?" He says, "Running back." I mean, you can get a good running back for five rounds. And so it's like, I think you have to keep that in mind. And it's certainly going to depress what's already a depressed free agent market for running backs. You know, because, you know, two years ago, Melvin Gordon got the most in unrestricted free agency at eight mil. Then last year, uh, you know, Drake ended up going to the Raiders for 5.5 and he wasn't even a starter. And so you know, it's like uh, the, the, the top running backs who are unrestricted free agents. And there's only like about seven or eight, you know, they're going to get $6 million or less. And that's going to be uh, Rashad Penny. And, you know, certainly, uh, you know, the two running backs for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, John, James Conner being, you know, one of the ones that, you know, might get, you know, 5.5 six or something like that but uh, the yeah. other one chase edmonds by any chance yeah chase edmonds. yeah, yeah okay. they're both up yeah and and then meanwhile the 49ers and you're talking about the yeah. draft they go into the sixth round and get elijah mitchell mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. What, ran for almost a thousand or 900 yeah. something like that well and that's the thing i mean uh you know and th- this is this is a good draft for running backs and so you know that's that that you know gives seattle a chance that you know because uh, you know, the initial thought I had at the end of the season, not knowing how good the running back class was, that maybe they'd have to take one in the second or third round. Now I don't think they have to. And of course, if they can get Penny back and get Collier back or Colin, uh, you know, Alex Collins back, then I think they can be in good shape. What What is your feeling about Chris Carson? Do you think Dave feels like there's a chance we may never see him again? What do you What do you? I have thoughts? no idea. Uh, it's like I'm not a doctor. I don't know neck injuries. What? I'm not a doctor. He's a professor. The whole time I thought he was a medical professional. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Well, just the feel I get for it, John, and I guess having heard, you know, and you've sat around and listened to injury reports for Mm -hmm. dozens of years, and, you know, that was just a weird one where, you know, and I'm not a neck guy, but I'm a knee guy, and we're talking about Kyle Lewis, who's the the center fielder for the Mariners, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, just the way they're talking about that, because the ACL surgery is like – that's kind of like Tommy John surgery now, right? Fairly routine. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's no big deal. It used to be a death sentence. Remember that, John, in the oh, 80s? Yeah. I remember there was that Lennox Hill brace, which was just this big knot of metal that went around your. And if you didn't have an ACL, you know, it was supposed to help you. But you know, now they're just constructing new ACLs. No problem. Not a big deal. But mm-hmm. you know, his deal is like going on and on and on. I'm like, okay, there's something else going on there. What was the word you used? Degenerative? Degenerative. Yeah, I feel like that might be something that's going on with Chris Carson's neck. But, you know, yeah. like you, I don't know. It's just that it sounds weird. Well, I mean, it was, Dr. Scranton used to be the uh, team doctor. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, he should get a lot of credit for changing around the ACLs. 
because, I mean, he was one of the first doctors that uh, on an ACL injury would try to do, uh, you know, didn't have to do, you know, try get a little bit uh, as far as just having, you know, some, you know, not having the full surgery. I mean, obviously, if you have an ACL, you're going to have it. But, I mean, he did a lot of things that opened things up that it's not as bad as it would have been uh, before he got involved in these things. And that's for the whole league. John, uh, one of the stories we talked about earlier today came courtesy of your buddy Mike Florio, mm-hmm. but but also sort of sort of uh, chimed in as well was was uh, Mike Sando from the Athletic. Yeah. The idea that Brady could be the San Francisco Forty ers quarterback this coming season, I I don't see it. I, no. I mean, what 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 do you put the chances, the likelihood of something like that happening? He's retired. He wants to stay retired. He's now working not only as an actor to try to be an actor for a movie, but he's producing a movie. He mm-hmm. wants to spend time with the family. And so at the last time, you know, he talked at least publicly on the Jim Gray show. I mean, he indicated that uh, as of now, he'd like to stay retired. And so, uh, you know, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I talked to somebody in San Francisco today and they brought up the idea that, uh, you know, Trey Lance has not been advancing at all. And they might have to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow, you know, how, I mean, how strange would that be? Yeah, well, it would look bad because they traded up to get Trey Lance. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a, like a Josh Rosen deal where the Cardinals traded up for him and Jordan Love. Yeah, jeez, man, I have a hard time though thinking that um, that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan would miss that much though. I mean, those are two pretty good coaches. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it it happens all the time. It happens all the time. But yeah, well, he was the one. I feel like now I didn't see Justin Fields mm-hmm. a whole lot, but you know we saw Trevor Lawrence firsthand. Didn't see a lot of Zach Wilson, but mm-hmm. Trey Lance. I, I felt like in the game that uh, that he played in the first San Francisco game against the Seahawks, he was just running, wasn't he? That's all he did. Yeah, yeah. There was hardly any passing. So yeah, maybe they did. I can understand why people are connecting the dots, though, right? Yeah. Because if you look at the Forty ers wouldn't you say that? I mean, that's pretty much all they're missing. They got a great running game. Mm-hmm. They got a good offensive line. Their D line is great. I mean, they just need a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the fact that uh, you know there was twenty five uh, replacements for the in the Pro Bowl, and uh, you know they end the Forty ers ended up with you know three offensive linemen who were at least in the Pro Bowl. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, led by uh, you know Trent Williams, who's you know the best left tackle in the league. So, yeah, their offensive line's good. Obviously, you know, Debo Samuel is one of the most talented offensive players in the league. So they're good, and it's just a matter. I don't know when Trey Lance is going to get ready. Uh, John, this comes from J.D. in the 509. Professor, could we see New Orleans part ways with a player like Alvin Kamara to save some cap space, and would the Seahawks be a possible landing spot if so? No, 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 no. I mean, uh Kamar's too valuable to them, even though, again, you know, he has the off-the-field incident that uh, you know could cost him uh, suspension and all that stuff. But uh, the cap savings, and again, he's going to cost too much. I mean, you know, this team is because you know, say what you want. Again, uh, it's a good running back draft. I mean, you can get free agent running backs to sign or re-sign for less than six million. You're not going to pay over ten million dollars if Seattle for a running back. Not happening. Hey, John, you know, we were talking about the rookie uh, quarterbacks. I yeah. did not see a lot of uh, of Zach Wilson, but and also the Jets. They've kind of been off the radar. Um, I feel like that's a good thing for them yeah, right yeah. now, though. But as far as, uh, you know, Robert Sala and the job that he's done and Zach Wilson, you know, like you said, I mean, if I had to rank the quarterbacks based on what I saw, Trey mm-hmm. Lance of the five first-rounders, Trey Lance would probably be dead last. Yeah, um, saw so little of him. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, and but and the game against the, I think the he played Seahawks. six total games. He, right? must, he just ran, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like uh, that, uh, yeah, the, the New York Jets and Sala has done a pretty decent job there of kind of keeping them. And at least it seems like they're improving as far as franchise because they're always one of the, the bottom ones whenever yeah. we rank franchises, right? They really are because, again, it's like they lack so much talent. They don't have enough on defense, and you know they're shaky at the wide receiver. I mean, they're shaky just about everywhere. So it's like uh, like any any other project, uh, we have constant coaching changes and uh, and all that. I mean, it just takes years to build back that roster. John, do you watch uh, Real Sports on HBO? Uh, I haven't in a while, but I used to. Yeah, uh, we were talking about it earlier. The most recent uh, episode of that features Brian Flores. Yeah. He was on there with two of his attorneys. Uh, and they were talking about the fact that he supposedly turned down millions of dollars to sign a, a non-disparagement agreement. Right. And saying, you know, just signing that separation agreement would have really silenced me. Um, the Dolphins, for their part, came out with a statement, said the latest assertion by Brian Flores that Steve Ross mentioned an NDA to him is categorically false. This just did not happen, and we simply cannot understand why Brian continues this pattern of making unfounded statements that he knows are untrue. Blah blah blah. We're cooperating with the investigation. All that stuff. What 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 do you make of that? The other thing that stood out. Well, did did you see what he did last night? The two attorneys uh, and Brian Flores, you know, showed a picture of the NDA. I didn't and, see the picture. I was. I, I, yeah, I admit they, they, I had it on they, in the background. They, they, as they tweeted out. They, I don't think they did it on uh, Real Sports. But no. you know, they you know, like once that statement came out. Then they came back and said, oh, here's the NDA. Mm. You notice the signature? There's no signature. Wow. No, I didn't see that picture. They didn't. I don't think they showed it on the show. But no. The other part of what they said that I thought was interesting, and, and Dave thought this might be a very bold bluff on their part, but they were talking about the, the aspect of him being offered money to tank games. Mm-hmm. And Brian asked, do you, do you have proof of this? And the attorney, without hesitation, said, oh, yeah, yes, we do. And he said, would you provide that to the NFL even in lieu of your, your lawsuit? You need it for the lawsuit, but would you give it to the NFL for their investigation? And he said, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there was just no hesitation to it. And I'm thinking, man, if you've got you've got hard copy, you've got yeah. some, something other than just he said, she said, that's pretty damning. But the, the you know the Dolphins, for their part, are saying that never happened. You, do you look at that as a bluff, or do you think there's actually something there? How do you read it? I look at something there. Yeah, because again, I mean, he—I still remember when the story came out, and he had the accusation about the hundred thousand dollars that uh, somebody on the team tweeted out. Yeah, I, I listened to the conversation. I know, and of course, then they took the tweet off uh, offline. But it's like, uh, sounds like there's there is some proof. But there has to be something written, right? No, it can't be word of mouth, and yeah, or and if you have witnesses, maybe is if that... you have witnesses, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a serious charge, there, boy. Also, hundred thousand per game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many are you gonna? Lo- I mean, <laughs> if I you think the- you're probably gonna lose anyway, I don't know. I don't know how they go about that, but it, maybe if he'd have offered him a little more, <laughs> sweeten the pot a little. Yeah, though. yeah. I'll yeah. really make us lose. Yeah, I'll get our tail kicked out. No, there. no. Uh, uh, lose and don't cover. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, geez. hey, by the now way, we're just, really getting in trouble. What's going on with the? I haven't heard anything about the Browns and in, in the accusation there about the same thing going on. Is, have you heard much? Nothing new, no, no. Yeah. Uh, although Hugh Jackson, you know, came back, said it, it did happen, then came back and said it didn't happen. So it's more up in the Wait, air. Wait, he he said it didn't happen after he said it yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that. Part. That's weird. 
Yeah, I know. Why? Why would he? Why would he say that? I don't you know, know. Just uh, emotions, I guess. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, hey, John, uh, Rasheem Green, we were looking at his. He made 893, it looks like, last year. Yeah. I'm on the spot track. But it's kind of an interesting player just because, you know, I don't I, I don't see necessarily other teams, uh, you know, knocking his door down. But, you know, he's a pretty good player, man. He's Yeah, I agree. He, he's really a, a nice player. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar in the making or not, but... You know what do you what do you think? How much interest is he going to get? What what kind of salary would you predict for Rasheem Green? What well, is he? He's a restricted free agent this year, right? Uh, it says UFA on. Oh, Spotify. okay. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get rich. I mean, uh, you know, he's, I don't think there's enough people who know enough who he is and you know how he plays and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case. I think that uh, I mean, you know, it's you know, you know, I, I don't even know. If another team will offer him starter money, yeah, four mm. years in the league, he's he's yeah. almost twenty five, yeah, so he's yeah. young. young too. Guy. Get that, uh, John the five oh nine saying, Professor Clayton, who do you think the Seahawks will get to back up Russell Wilson? Will it be a veteran or will they draft a backup quarterback? Well, I mean, they, I think that you know they still have, but uh, you know the Washington quarterback as an option. I mean, we'll see if he can develop, but if not, then they got to get a veteran. Gino's done. I mean, he's. There's, I, I think so. Yeah. There's no way they're bringing him back. Is uh-uh, there? Uh-uh. I Washington quarterback. You're talking about Jacob Eason. Jacob yeah. Eason. Yeah. 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 With uh, with Geno Smith, did you feel like like in particular the Jacksonville game? Yeah. I thought. I know that they were really bad pass defense, but he threw some throws. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we've been talking about the eye test, but you know, like some of those throws were really good. Like they were leading the receiver mm-hmm. away from the defender. I mean, what a shame for him because I, I feel like that, I don't think it makes him a starter in the league or anything, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're higher on him than uh, Bob and I are. Yeah. I mean, I think he's good, but he's not great, but you, you, you're much higher on him. Well, I would just he, say he, he's basically uh Geno Smith's uh, Dave Wyman's Detroit lions. For Bob, oh, Bob's, Bob's, Bob's Detroit Lions. I thought you were going to say Cody Barton. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no. Well, I mean, look, my uh, you know my uh, opinion of Geno has changed. I yeah. Mean, I mean, because it's about making good decisions, right? And he obviously made a horrible decision. So, but as far as you know, and I guess I'm saying it more from the standpoint of I don't think the you know the teams are going to go and pay him a whole bunch more. I just uh-huh. feel like he he up upped his status a little bit as a backup quarterback anyway. Yeah, he did. But again, now. We'll see. Uh, he'll, he'll get a job someplace. Yeah, you think we, so? We heard anything about that case? Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh, John, 509 asking, hey, John, what do you think of Stone Forsyth as a replacement for Dwayne Brown, and who could they sign as a replacement, or who could they find from the Seahawks roster that could be better than Forsyth? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think it's too soon for Stone Forsyth. Uh, certainly, I think the second round, they can maybe get a tackle that uh, could do it. You know, maybe they can go for Joe Noteboom from the uh, Los Angeles Rams, who's a free agent. I mean, he's not a bad left tackle prospect. But, uh, you know, too early to start figuring it out in free agency right now. I felt like he had – he was surprising to me. In the, yeah. now, now, look, he, he wasn't great or anything. But no. for a sixth-round draft choice, and they were talking about putting him away for two, three years, I thought he actually played, you know, surprisingly well in yeah. the preseason. I'll say that. No, I thought, I mean, he's he's a good young prospect, and like anything else, it's just going to take time to see if he's going to be good, bad, or indifferent. Hmm. 
John, we appreciate it. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, sounds good. There you go. There's John Clayton. If you missed any of today's cold, hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill, download the podcast at 710sports.com. Or yeah. su- subscribe. Or <laughs> subscribe to the I'm in a Bob podcast. Rate it, review it, tell us you love us, and we're, we're good boys. Um, Stone Foresight, they, they don't have an answer on this roster. There is no successor to Dwayne Brown right now. It's nope. ready. I think I feel like we looked at Jamarco Jones as a possibility for a little bit for a while, but he's not durable. He's got a lot of injury issues. So the idea that hey, he's ready to jump in and assume that role, no, I don't think he is, and I don't think the person's on the roster right now. Maybe it's Forsyth, a couple years down the road, but the idea that hey, we can let Dwayne Brown go and we'll be just fine, I don't think he will. Yeah, Jamarco Jones has been disappointing to me. Hopefully, he's able to turn his his career around. I think he's an Ohio State guy, if I'm not mistaken. But he, uh, he I remember, he, was it 2018 or 19? He he filled in in a game against the Rams where mm-hmm. he just blocked his tail off. He did a against really Darren good job. Donald. Yeah, he did. And Donald did not have much of a game. And uh, that was the game where I think Tedrick Thompson picked off a pass. Remember Tedrick Thompson? Oh, I remember him. Yeah, Leno Hill, Tedrick him. Thompson. Oof. You know what? Those were nice? the days. You don't have to talk about safety anymore. <laughs> no. Well, hopefully, hopefully they bring yeah. Diggs back. We don't have to worry about it. But yeah, those. Those are kind of a couple of rough years with Tedrick and Leno. Yeah, they were. were. Like, what is happening back well, there? And I and I thought going in, that's why I was so optimistic in twenty and twenty one. Is that you know in the Pete Carroll defense safeties? I mean, having the two safeties, and maybe it's just because it was Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas yeah. that you know, like okay, great safeties equals great defense. But you do like to have those positions nailed down. Coming up. Does the best bet for these Seattle Mariners come from their farm system or for trading the future for the present? Talk about that next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.